Garrett's got a cat. I thought somebody just had like a soundboard. No, Garrett got an actual cat to come make cat noises for our recording. Thank God. Against my better judgment, she's probably going to turn off the computer at some point. Whoever's editing this should just cut out all of those and use that as the intro. Alright, can we get one more meow before we get going? Thank you. Oh my god, that was so perfect. Thank you. Holy shit. Good job, Kitty. Welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where four dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about Stray, brand new. What is this game? It's an adventure game, I guess, by Blue 12 Studios and and published by uh, Annapurna. The reason I sort of hesitate there is because I wanted to call it platformer or like a pu- like a puzzle platformer maybe but uh i don't know that you can like by the definition of platforming i don't know that this game qualifies i i think if you are not allowed to fall it's not a platformer <laughs> yeah that's kind of right, how i right. feel too um you you play as a cat that's basically the big draw of this game that's um why it's taken the internet by storm because the internet loves cats and um yeah, it, it, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that, like, that's kind of a joke a little bit, that, like, you are a cat and obviously you can't miss jumps or fall off things, you know? But, uh, yeah, it does tend to make the traversal of this game more annoying rather than challenging. Yeah, essentially, you're, you, the only way you move around is by contextual button prompts. Like, you look up at a ledge and it says, like, the X button or the A button appears over it. You press A and you jump to that ledge. And sometimes there's a bunch of those markers and you'll try to jump up and you jump down instead. And <laughs> it's very frustrating. Yeah, that seemed pretty inconsistent to me as to like the direction you were looking and where those contextual button prompts like appeared. And also like it seemed really inconsistent. The things that you looked at and thought you should have been able to jump onto, you couldn't always jump onto, and I thought that was kind of weird. I, I don't know, I felt a little more railroaded by that rather than being able to like, oh, let's jump up here, oh, uh, this is the wrong way to go. Like, I, I would have felt like, I don't know, at least I was able to explore a little more if I'd been able to make jumps that, you know, didn't help me. Uh, and I think we should also say, like, this game takes place in, like, a cyberpunk dystopia uh, where all the humans are dead and everything is just populated by, like, robots and these weird little rat creatures called Zergs? Is yep, Zergs. Zergs. Yeah. Robotic yeah, rats. Like and basically, you're, you're a cat, you fall into the city, and your goal is basically just getting back out into the open world and away from the dirty slums full of robots who are suspicious of you. Uh, the game was designed like as chris said by blue 12 studio uh they started work on it in 2015 pretty small studio first game they've developed like i think 12 10 or 10 to 12 employees total 
from like writers to programmers to designers, but they did a pretty good job with it. So I'm, I'm impressed to see what they, what they can do moving forward with some other stuff. And I didn't realize it was that small of a studio. That is, this is a pretty impressive game for that small of a studio, just in terms of like 3d level design and graphics and pieces to it. Although it does make more sense given the, like the length of the game and kind of the railroadiness of it, uh, that, that maybe makes more sense yeah. now. That does make me feel better about the length of the game because one of one of my biggest complaints about this game is how short it is. So I disagree with that based on the gameplay. Like there wasn't the novelty of being a cat fell off pretty fast. And I think if this game was too long, unless unless they found more interesting ways to have the cat interact with things, but they didn't. Well, I just think that comes down to like the actual mechanics of the gameplay like the thing where sometimes contextual bump button prompts appear and sometimes they don't like the game would have been longer had it let me explore more off the rails seemed like such an easy way to add more to the game and i also felt like you spent so much time in that like hub in the very beginning of you know the little, little hub mm-hmm. area in the very beginning of the game and then the slums yeah, I felt like that was the first half of the game, and then the next three quarters of the story took the same amount of time. And I was like, why couldn't each new area have taken those two hours and had all that stuff to explore? They just seemed to get smaller and smaller, and I don't know, that really disappointed me. Because I, th- I was actually pretty invested in the story. I thought the story was interesting and compelling, and like that could have been fleshed out a little more and just made it a little longer. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with Garrett in the sense that for the game that we got, uh, it took me about six, six and a half hours to beat this game. I don't know. Were you guys somewhere in that realm? Yeah, about that. Okay. I beat it in just under five, but I also will say that I didn't 100% all the collectibles and actually didn't really spend that much time looking for them. I didn't finish the game. I got too bored, like Garrett was about to say. I got, <laughs> I, I just, it didn't keep me entertained. Well, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If the game was much longer, maybe I would have been like you and fell off. But I, I knew it was a pretty short game, so I powered through it. And I actually wasn't too upset with it. Like, for a small little game that I technically got for free, um, and we'll talk about that later, but uh, yeah, I think it was solid. Yeah, I, it didn't overstay its welcome because there's not a lot of gameplay. I think Chris kind of already mentioned this. He he almost called it a puzzle platformer earlier. And it's like, yeah, it's yeah. not really a platformer and there's not much in the way of puzzles. It's definitely lower. It's definitely a lowercase p, not a uppercase puzzles. Like they are very yeah. simple. Occasionally you have to like get into a barrel and roll it over to a place in order to jump up hardly hardly puzzles mm-hmm. uh there's hardly game mechanics here it's very hard to get a fail state other than kind of at the very end of the game uh it's possible to die a few times well anytime with the zerks you can die it is not easy to die against the zerks like you it's very forgiving <laughs> yeah if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and running away it's fine did anyone die nine times in their playthrough? Because I I just want you guys to know, when I started this game, I said to myself, 
I am giving myself nine lives to beat this game. And if I die nine times, I'm going to restart the game and start again. <laughs> uh, because I thought that would be a very fun, very on-theme way to do it. Uh, and I only died six times in the whole game. I did not count, but I guarantee you it was fewer than nine times. Yeah, I didn't think it was particularly difficult. For the most part, I basically walked through this game. The difficulty was more in finding where I needed to go next and how to get there than it was actually, you know, performing any particular difficult uh, series of button presses. Yeah, the, the frustration in this game was finding that one thing that you need and you're just like, I've searched this entire slum so many times. Where is that fucking soda can? God damn it. <laughs> So there is, you know, a decent amount of area to explore in both the first slums and Midtown, I think. There is definitely some exploring that you can do, although there's no collectibles to find in Midtown. There's just collectibles in the first area, which I thought was pretty strange, or at least nothing that I could find. But yeah, unfortunately, there was definitely some moments of frustration where it's like, I know I need to do this, and I, I know I need to get in that apartment. Uh, where? How do I do that? That's like 90% of the time of the game. <laughs> it's just looking around for things. <laughs> That's true, because I know there's an achievement uh, built into the game for beating it in less than two hours. And that makes sense, because once you know where to go, the game is pretty trivial. Oh, yeah. I think if I yeah. went back and played it again, easily under two hours. Yeah. Because yeah. most of the game is just go to a place and meow at the person there. And then they take you somewhere else. And then you do something there. It's pretty straightforward gameplay. Let's get it straight. There is no talking. Yes. you. But there is a dedicated meow button. At any time, you can just meow. And several times in the game, it's actually useful. There's like fun interactions with it. Uh, I think they actually did a really good job with the, with the meowing. You can meow. You can sleep. You can claw. I mean, you can do some stuff. They perfected everything that you'd want to do with being a cat in a cat game. They did it. You they can did. scratch on a door. You can scratch on the sofa. You can you can just go to sleep. There's an achievement for going to sleep for what, like ten hour or one hour. It's like it's just sleeping an hour. Throughout just the game. like yeah, you're, you're doing a good job being a cat. You're like nah, adventures. Adventure can wait. I'm just gonna sleep for a while. And every time you sleep, the camera like pulls back and does like a beautiful shot of the area. Yeah, really cool. I really liked that. And, and you know, I mean, I think that segues really nicely the graphics in this game they look really good especially for a small studio i thought the game was was really beautiful i mean it's not breathtakingly beautiful but there are a lot of very beautiful scenes in this game i had heard a lot about the graphics coming into it and so was kind of disappointed to be honest because it wasn't breathtaking which was what i was expecting but it was pretty good i mean some of the like views overlooking like you're climbing up through this like tiered city and anytime you can look down into the area that you were just in that looks amazing they did a really good job with like landscape shots and stuff like that and just like aesthetically i thought the slums looked really neat there was like graffiti on everything and the lighting was cool then when you get to midtown and it's more like vibrant and it's got all the neon signs and all that kind of stuff and, like the reflections of light from the water like all that stuff looked great it really did but i was like i was expecting amazing yeah yeah and it just wasn't that definitely we're smart about story wise it all takes place at night for reasons and it's all neon signs all like reflective 
water. They did that on purpose, and it looks great. Uh, John, you you have the reason for why this game might not look as good as people were expecting. I mean, yeah, the big the biggest reason was they told us it was UE five, and it's not. It's UE four. So, and for anyone that doesn't know what that is, I mean, talking about Unreal Engine. So that's the engine the game is built around, and the graphics and everything that they use. And they used uh, UE four, which is old. UE five is out and released, and it was definitely around. They could have definitely produced it in UE5 while they were building this game in 2015. Yeah, I don't know where I heard it, but I definitely was under the impression that this was going to be made in UE5. I was 100% told this game was UE5, so I was that's why I was excited, because I was like, oh, the graphics, I mean, Cyberpunk, like, Cyberpunk was great. If it was UE5, I would have died. It would have been amazing. My computer probably would have exploded because I would have tried to play it at high, so high res. <laughs> it would have probably burned to the ground, but, you know, I would have looked good. I was a, a little bit disappointed in the um in the fur on the cat yeah. as well and and yeah. in the in the close ups yeah. in like Pretty the um, in the cinematics that was kind of jarring. Yeah, I agree. I was expecting better fur animation. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, we are getting into the weeds here, but look, in a game where basically the only thing to talk about is the story and the graphics because there's really not a lot of gameplay, you should get that right. Garrett, have you seen it compared it to ps5 to pc yet or no oh yeah i should talk a little bit uh, on ps5 they have the motions on the controller so when you're when the cat's purring you can really feel like the vibrations it meows when you do the meow button it meows both out of your controller and the screen <laughs> nice there's all kinds of like little when it brushes up against something one side of the controller feels it it's pretty cool but I mean, graphics-wise, I've seen PC, I've seen PlayStation. They're pretty similar. Uh, I, I too, I thought it was going to be Unreal, Unreal Engine 5, and it just wasn't. So it's not, it looked great for what it was, but yeah, it didn't blow me away. Um, um, what did you guys think about story? the story is what I was going to say, too. <laughs> yeah. Great minds, Austin. <laughs> I, I really liked it. Uh, man, what an intro. Tugged on my heartstrings. Yeah, Definitely tugged on the right? heartstrings. Megan left the room. <laughs> oh, did she? Did it make her that sad? Yeah, she's like, I'm not. I'm not here for this. I'm not watching this. <laughs> Amazing. No, I really liked the intro, and I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of disappointed that the ending didn't really bring I us know. back there. I know. Um, the thing is, the thing is, you started with one story which is you're a cat, you get separated from your cat friends, and your goal is to, like, get back to them. That was my interpretation of my goal. That was Mm -hmm. the goal that I put in my cat's head. And then you, like, you meet these, like, robots, and they're trying to, like, open the city and get to the outside world as well. So you're kind of, like, in the same vein there. And, like, that story wraps up in a pretty satisfying way. But at the end of it, you're just still by yourself as a cat. And I was like, but, but cat friends, you brought me through this for cat friends and I didn't get them. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Same. Other than that though, I liked the story. I mean, I like the thing with the resistance, you know, the robots and them like all having this myth, uh, you know, these myths about the humans and like, and the outside. And I thought all of that was fun and it was interesting and it was compelling your little like floaty robot friend uh that you meet in the beginning of the game that you carry around and does things for you like that storyline was compelling because he starts remembering more about you know himself and and i won't spoil it but like that was fun 
I will say at the end, like the very last gameplay bits of the game, when something dramatic happens, the look on the cat's face just being completely blank with no emotion whatsoever was (laughs) both hilarious and disappointing because it was like what it's hilarious because that is exactly what a cat would look like in that situation just have absolutely no clue that this is like an emotional dramatic moment for the humans that are involved but also kind of disappointing because it's like yeah it's a cat what did you expect yeah it was this weird thing where because yeah it was a total like action movie moment where it's like Go save yourself, cat. I'll hold them off. And it, the cat's just like, meow. It really, it deflated it a little bit for me because I was like, oh man, this is the story that we want to be telling ourselves. But the cat could give a fuck. Yeah, it just exactly. does not care. Yeah, the cat does not care at all. Um, which was both funny and a little bit disappointing. Like, Because it would have been so simple to just like, make the cat tilt its head or something or like meow sadly or like paw at the thing make or whatever. its eyes and, big yeah and like <laughs> just none of that happens and you're like yeah this cat has no emotional investment whatsoever because it's a cat <laughs> of course it doesn't like it doesn't understand the yeah. story of the robot's resistance <laughs> yeah like a cat I did like the uh, end sequence though that like final room that you kind of have to quickly do a bunch of things yeah, me too. Uh, and there's oh, yeah, a very yeah. cinematic shot at the end looking over the entire city and you actually yep. get to see it all from above. Beautiful. Yep. Again, those were yeah. the best the best like landscape shots in the game were were things like that and that was the best one of them all because you were at the top and got yeah. to look down on yep. the whole thing and yeah, you know, the lighting changing and all that stuff. Yeah, it was Yeah. That was so cool. That looked so good. I did like yeah. that very end thing too, also, cause just because it's a good, funny, another cat thing that, like, oh, yeah. part of that quote unquote puzzle was walking on keyboards that were on just desks. Just walk on things, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you had Quick, to, like, go over scratch there at wires <laughs> yeah. to, like, yeah. disable them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just all the cat, like, the funny interactive cat mechanics that they'd made you do that, that were totally unnecessary the whole game, and then you have to do all of them in the final room to do them to complete the challenge or whatever it was like right yeah, that yeah. was good uh also just as a as a sort of random aside there's a option in this game where you can turn the contextual button prompts off they're still there oh, but you can't see man. them that should have been the default after like 10 minutes of playing the game i was like mm, those button prompts really are like killing the immersive experience for me so i went in and i turned them off and i vastly enjoyed just sort of being like yeah, I can make that jump and pressing A. I am absolutely stunned oh, right yeah. now. If I'd known that, I would have loved this game. Why is that not the default option? Because they want to make it easy for people. It's already too easy. It's a walking simulator. It's <laughs> it, it's not hard. Should we talk about the music? Okay, um, the music at Stray is honestly great, and a lot of the stuff that I've read about the game, the music tends to be the thing that is the most highly lauded component of this game. Um, it was composed by a guy named Jan van der Kruysen, who I assume is Dutch. It sounds like a Dutch name, but I didn't actually find out. The only thing I found that I think some people might recognize of previous work of his in video gaming was he redesigned and recomposed some of the sounds and tracks for the cave story remake on the wii 
Cape Story was like a 2D Metroidvania that came out in like 2004 or something that has this interesting cult following and it they remade it they remastered it for the wii it's called cape story plus in like 2008 or 2009 and this guy did some composing and rearranging of tracks for that version but anyway this soundtrack is really interesting it felt like there were like some actual tracks and then just like a bunch of soundscapey kind of sounds and i don't really think we've reviewed something that did that so much Whereas, like, that distinctly. I think some games we've done have, like, these specific tracks that play at specific times and, or, like, in specific levels or whatever, and other games are just, like, soundscapes the entire time. And this game did a good job of doing both. It's basically all synth, because, like, synth equals cyberpunk, and that's the setting. I actually wrote down in my notes, seriously, so much synth, it never stops. You will not believe how much synth is in this game. (laughs) (laughs) that's not a bad thing it's just like all kind of one sound and and never really changes there's a lot of good atmospheric stuff especially in the beginning of the game when you're doing the kind of the tutorial before you like fall into the city and lose your cat friends um and then in the other like the more tense moments of the games the, the interactions with the zerks and stuff it picks up and it you know it gets some pulsing drum beats in there and I thought those did a good job of like ramping up the tension in in those specific moments. No, I, I definitely felt like it was an intense thing you were trying to accomplish to get get through. Like when you're running when you're running away from those things for the first time. There's actually there's it's like uh, the second track on the soundtrack is called Dead City. It's where you basically first encounter the Zerks at the very beginning of the game. About the six thirty mark of that track, it's like it's like seven and a half minutes long. About the six thirty mark is like the point where you like fall down and see those things for the first time and and it is excellent it is just really really good the rest of the soundtrack i thought the soundscape did a really good job of evoking like the emptiness that i think the aesthetic of this game is going for there are some sounds here and there and like you run into places where there are like you know the robots inhabit and so they're moving around and doing their thing and like sometimes there's radios you can interact with the radios and turn them on and off which is pretty funny as a cat but for the most part like the game is kind of quiet all the time and i think that was good um i liked that it was just like yeah i'm a cat i'm exploring there aren't a lot of other living characters to interact with and um the soundtrack does a good job of evoking that I really liked all the terrible out of tune uh, guitar songs. Yeah, so that was the last thing I was <laughs> yeah. going to talk about. So, in the central hub of like the first world, you're in the slums when you first start meeting the robots. There's a robot called Morusk or Moruske. I don't know how to pronounce it. What I do know is that that is Jan Vanderkoysen's Twitter handle. Uh, that's mm. ah, and that's nice. the robot, okay. and he plays guitar. And some of the like collectibles in this game are there are eight pieces of sheet music and you can they're all in that central hub area and you can go find them and then bring them to him and he will play them and they're all between like a minute or like like 30 seconds to a minute long he has one of those little areas with like pillows that you can curl up you know contextual button prompt curl up and sleep as a cat and listen to him play music uh which i spent a lot of time doing because that was my favorite part of the game which is great so there's eight of those songs my favorite one is called Ballad of the Lonely Robot, which is sheet music number two. I don't know if anybody found that or remembers it, but it's a, it sounds a little more bluesy, but it's like, so all of that is fun because that's like all chiptune music, which is like the 8-bit kind of sound. And uh, 
those are all interesting because they're all just like diff they're just like these eight different styles of music there's like you know there's like a blues song and like a waltz and like a polka kind of thing and like so i thought those were a fun little just a fun mm -hmm. little collectible thing to add into the game and, and it gave some you know variation to the sound there's also so there's a there's a puzzle element in the um in the midtown area where you have to go into like a nightclub and there's some fist bumping dance club music in that little section a uh, separate thing but did anyone go in the noodle shop and see they were selling gp udon and r-a-m-n -R yes I <laughs> no, that's amazing yeah that's awesome. i did see that it's great pretty good that's really good it's just a bunch of small fun little things in this game yeah there was a lot of that stuff and like a lot of the way that the robots behave is really fun because like they're clearly like copying human behavior but like yeah. they don't understand why it was important or what it actually did so it's like there's a lot of robots just like doing menial tasks like moving paint cans from one place to another <laughs> and it's like they there's no purpose to it they're not trying to paint something <laughs> yeah. they just like have like old clips of humans doing things like this and they're like ah we're trying to be human <laughs> human yeah uh get on to some final thoughts okay i enjoyed my time with stray for the most part there was definitely a few times that i got frustrated trying to find my way to the next part of the story my biggest complaint about this game really wasn't those frustrations it's just that there wasn't a whole lot of game to go on i just wish that there was a few more things to interact with i wish there was a few more stealth sections or sections where i had to control something or attack somebody or do something just do anything i was just a, a little disappointed in the lack of game there uh, that all being said it never lost my attention for 40 dollars, i don't think i can recommend this game unless you both really like cats and are down to play a walking simulator if that sounds fun and if just you've always wanted to be a cat and meow at people and knock things off shelves with your paws, you will enjoy this game. For 40 bucks, I think it's just a bit overpriced for what you're getting in terms of gameplay and how long it is. So I would say wait for a sale. Uh, so I thought this game cost 20 bucks. This game cost 40 bucks? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take it all back. 30. 30. It's 30? Still. 30. Still, I think this game is about $10. That's basically what it's worth. It's a great game. You can be a cat. Uh, you can do every cat thing you want to do, but the novelty wears off pretty fast. I got this game by upgrading to PlayStation Extra, which this game was kind of pushed onto to say like, hey, release day one. Uh, you get it. It was $20, $24 extra for me to get PlayStation Extra, and I was going to get this game anyway. And PlayStation Extra has, like, the Demon Souls remake, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. Like, it has a ton of good... If you haven't played any of those games and you've been thinking about it, if you already have PlayStation Plus, it's, like, $20 to upgrade. It's, it's a no-brainer. And you get Stray. So I, I recommend it in that sense. But yeah, spending $30, I, I, I think it's maybe worth about $10. I mean, didn't hold my uh, my attention very long. I lasted about 90 minutes. But 
for like 10 bucks yeah sure it's a it's a good one you can dump hours into and just get a nice aesthetically pleasing game where you get to go control a cat i mean it's a cool concept you're controlling a cat it's a decent game i i I couldn't say for the price uh, like a full price no but for 10 bucks sure i enjoyed all the time i spent playing stray I only started getting disappointed in it when it ended and I realized that I'd only been playing it for less than five hours. And then like the more, like the longer it's been since then, the more disappointed I get in it. Cause I just keep thinking about like how little actually is in this game. It's a walking simulator and 90% of the appeal is that you do that as a cat. Don't get me wrong. That is appealing. And some of the little gimmicks dedicated meow button the thing where you just like jumped on shelves and tables and knocked stuff off all the time was hilarious i did it there's like a place in the in the like the second area where these two guys are like playing chess or something and you can jump on their table and scatter all the pieces and then they like get disappointed and then they spend the next like two minutes picking the pieces up off the floor that was hilarious. I did it three or four times. Yeah, it's just not worth $30. It's, there's just not enough in it. The music's good, don't get me wrong. The game looks good, not great. And it was enjoyable while I played it, but man, am I going to go back and play this again? No. If, if it goes on sale, sure. You really have to enjoy the experience of putting yourself in, I'm a cat. I'm going to do cat things now. Like, that, that is the joy of the game, is just pretending to be a cat. This game could have been so much more intricate, and I'm kind of disappointed that it wasn't. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Thank you so much for listening. So, until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. You can find us at HDHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for notifications about our episode releases and check us out on Twitch to see what we're playing and talking about. All those links and a link to our Discord will be in the show notes for this episode. Come join us in Discord. Send us questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Um, We play games there every night and we like it when people join it. Is anybody going to tell them to dibble those babs or are are we done with that? Good job, kitty.